Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Justin Palmer Show. Today's guest is a friend of mine. He's become a brother to me. He's a mentor in a lot of ways to me. Uh, Fabio Coelho, straight out of Brazil, in New York. He's a tremendous black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at Henzo Gracie Academy in New York City. He's also the co-owner of Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Brooklyn. He, this guy is a savage, and he's the most beautiful savage that I've ever met. He, we had an intense period together last year when I was training literally almost every day at Henzo Gracie's. He, he taught me a lot about jujitsu, mind-body connection, life. He shared his philosophy, and I hope you guys enjoy this one. He's somebody who I plan on talking to regularly, and check, you know, check him out. He, he's, he's an incredible human being. This is Justin Palmer show. Here we, here we go. Woo. When I came to New York, I came as a, a student. I got a student visa, right? And I came literally to, to study and learn the, the English. I, I signed up on this English course. I stayed for like two years studying there. And by the time I was training Jiu-Jitsu in Hanzo, you know, I, I met Igor Gracie over there because uh, I have some reference of my friends looking for Igor, talk to him, maybe you can train over there. And then Igor was so amazing person. He just allowed me to train and we stopped to like doing competition class over there. And and then times passed so fast and passed one year and I decided to stay in New York one more year because my English was really bad still. <laughs> it was really bad. And I remember one year after I called my brother and said, I don't know what to do. And and one year here, I did teach Jiu-Jitsu. I was working the, on this French restaurant serving tables and like putting water, cleaning plates, everything that like immigrants does, you know. And nothing like that could keep me here. But the language was one point that I came here to, to get the language and speak at least a little bit. Well, and then when I decided to stay, had this opportunity in Hans Grace Academy in Williamsburg. That I, I became friend of the manager over there, Leonie. And one time I was missing professor over there, and he came to me and said, Hey man, you wanna teach class here for me? I pay this, this, and this thing. And then I say, Yeah, man, let me try. But my English is not good. He said, Doesn't matter, just do it. You're Brazilian, you're good. <laughs> and, and then I taught one class over there. I remember I got a Hobson Gracie gi. I didn't have gi. He just like, hey man, I need some perfect for me. It was A3 size, was like this. Yeah. It was like really horrible way to communicate. So my English was horrible. And but my jiu-jitsu was good. And I tried to show on, on the technique very like technical and try to like pause to the people understand everything. And after that, it was like, Leonie always called me to cover professor that could teach some days. And then I stopped going, 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 going. And then I had to come to uh, go back to Brazil to visit my son. And when I arrived in Rio de Janeiro, my son used to live there with his mom. And Leonie called me and said, hey, I need one professor here for good, full time. Do you want to come back? I went with this job. I said, man, thank God. I'm, I'm coming back. And then when yeah. I came back to New York, I went to the restaurant. I quit and stopped to live by Jiu-Jitsu. Wow. That's, yeah. uh, were, were you, a black, you were a black belt already? I was okay. black belt to second degree. Okay. Yeah. So I just want to go back for a second to something you said earlier, which is like you, you kind of knew when you first started training, that the vision was the black belt. What? The vision was to... black belt no matter what. I got to yeah. reach this belt. Even think about get promote. I never thought about get promote. 
I yeah. just keep my journey because I love to no matter what. And belt for me, one thing that never came in my mind. And the results just came because I consistent training every day for years. And I got the point to be a black belt. And I'm so proud of that because this one a big victory in my life to keep and finish something that actually we never finish. We keep going jiu-jitsu is, is infinite uh, knowledge. But, uh, but making money doing jiu-jitsu was one thing that I always dreamed in my life, but I never had the opportunity in Brazil. And the United States in New York gave me this opportunity. Yeah. And not only did it give you the opportunity, you landed at Hanzo Gracie's, which is like, our, I mean, one of the biggest, one of the most well-known. So like you went from trying to figure out how to make money to one of the most active academies in, in the world. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> I remember when I stepped in on the blue basement, they call blue basement. I call the hell because it's, it's just tough training. Uh, no matter what, and just big names of jiu-jitsu, MMA, and like you always step in, you see like big names of uh, old school MMA in the time of like beginner F UFC pride, and still new names of UFC every day you see then on the academy, and big names of jiu-jitsu, and they say, wow. And, and I still think about, holy crap, I I, I work on this place. That's amazing. Yeah, besides that, there's a lot of uh, uh, network, right? Like you meet so many nice people over there. I met you, man. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Is a nice person. <laughs> so, you meet so many good people and sometimes like really uh, important people in financial, these real estate and everything and even you know who he is and then sometimes the people you know who this guy is they say no this is this guy I say wow that's crazy yeah and it's, it's for me it's still like a dream being walking hands i have been working there for five and a half years and i'm so happy and so thankful and grateful for everything yeah it's uh you, you definitely feel that when you walk into the place, like, you know, you, you, you even not being that familiar with jujitsu when I first started going there, cause I was a Muay Thai guy, um, you know, it's an important place. Like you feel the energy in, in that place. Yeah. So the first time that I stepped there, I was looking for Igor because I'm friend with Sapu, Rafael Natal, the UFC, the retired UFC fighter, uh, in, Sapo used to teach there. He actually is in New York right now just to visit. And I met him over there. And Bruno Torres, he has the affiliate in, in Albany. Also said, looking for Igor. And I remember I went downstairs for the basement. And Igor was in vacation, I think. And I met Rafael Costa, the nickname Zet Tri Triangulo. Let's put it in Portuguese like that. Zet Triangulo. And they said, hey, man. Training here too, Igor come back, you know, welcome. You're from Gracie Barra, Draculino. Everybody loves Draculino over there. Hanzo and Draculino, they are good friends. And I trained there for one week until I met Igor. And I told my story for Igor. And Igor was super welcome with me also, like Hanzo and everybody else. Just welcome so well. And we just became friends. and. Even before teaching there, we're just training hard with each other, <laughs> trying to kill each other on the basement. And I think that made me grow uh, on the concept to them, you know. Yeah. And were you, um, you mentioned you were doing competition class. Were you competing at the time or like when, when did you start competing? Uh, I always compete in my life, actually, in Brazil. And when I came to New York, it was like, I, I took a break for two years, I think, for compete. It's just something I needed for myself. And when I start to train here again, I start to bring this feeling again to compete because everybody in hands is really competitive. Like my partner in my school uh, now, Gregor, he's still competing. Rafael Costa, my other partner, 
still competing. So everybody that loves to compete, I start to bring this file me. And then I start to like, we start to create this competition class for Jiu-Jitsu. And then I start to sign up for tournaments again. I start competing. And it's, it's just amazing. It's just, uh, I just love it. It doesn't matter if you, you lose or win. It's just the feeling to be on the mats and compete is amazing. Yeah. How many, uh, how, like roughly, how many competitions have, have you done? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I need to go back to my 20 years old because when I sign up in jiu-jitsu, uh, since then, I start to compete as a white belt, 14 years old. And I remember I, I turned 16, I got my blue belt, I supposed to compete juvenile, but I was a little bit built up for my age. And teacher, my, my professor always said, no, you're not going to sign for juvenile, man. You're going to sign as adult. I don't know. I, it's, it's been like 24 years competing. <laughs> I, I have no idea how many competitions I did. I have a, a good medals, but I don't know. I don't know. I probably has maybe 80 medals. Wow. But, uh, it's, it's hard to, to count. Of course, I lost a lot of tournaments. <laughs> right? But uh, I did the good ones. I don't know. Just it's a, it's a big number. I yeah. did a lot. Was that... Um... Did you, did you always want to compete as well as part of it? Or that was just kind of part of the journey? It is. Competed, I think, like, everybody should compete at some point. I think the, the feeling to know what is to be there and, and compete against somebody that you never trained before with, you know, to challenge yourself and different skills. Because in some point when you train, no matter how rough is the training, how really uh, hard is the training, you know everybody. And even if someone is better than you, you still be, be able to account in that because you know the game. And when you go to the tournament, it's completely different. It's different world. It's like you don't know what the guy going to try on you. It's everything's new. And then this feeling to challenge yourself against different knowledge, important is like ah, to compete make you learn a lot and it make you realize that how much you need to train to be able to win that thing, you know, because it's not easy. Yeah. And I think this is, uh, I, I said like, it's really important for the Jiu-Jitsu at least has one experience, even if it's not what they want for life. And for me as a professor, I need to have this experience to give to my students as well. You for know? sure. I knew uh, when you train real hard in the academy is one thing. When you do competition class that you push yourself a little bit more, even has really big names and good competitors is one thing. But when you go to the tournament, is really above the, the, the feeling that you feel on this these three steps, you know, just training your competition class, no matter how hard it is, the, the competition is going to be harder. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then you, 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 learn a, yeah, you learn about a, a, a lot about timing, pressure, manage your energy, you know, play the game as a score situation, right? And I, I, I know because the last tournaments that I competed in New York, was uh, the last two Pan Ams Nogi that I did. I went to the final. And in both, I can tell, was one of my best fights in my life. And I lost because I was not updating in terms of the strategy in points. Mm -hmm. I was really doing my jiu-jitsu open. You know, just do what I do and let's fight. And the, the two guys literally play the game. They score on me and they, you know, stole the time, played the situation. And I was chasing, chasing, and they defend, defend, defend. So, and then I realized that's the new, the new jiu-jitsu now, you know, how to use a little bit more strategy in terms of time, score, to be able to win. 
and then the win is the count the most now. And for me, was the fight. Yeah, and it was the big mistake on these two years, the last two years that I competed Pan Ams. I played my old school. Let's do it. And these guys now change the the strategy. They better what? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a completely different game. Right? It is. If you see, like, uh, I watch a lot of like highlights of the old school, right? Like Jiu Jitsu and whatever, like Holeta, I guess, like Jacare, whatever, like big names in Jiu Jitsu old school. And it wasn't tense. They they never stop. It's just like, blah, and scramble and double legs and takedowns and keep going. And, and they, it's funny because you don't see them look the time or the points. They just fight. They're just like they are inside of this bubble. And they, they, it seems like two pit bulls try to take the ear off of the other guy. And today is beautiful, though, still. But you can tell they are more technical. They... Look at the time all the time. You see how many points they do. Sometimes they score a little bit. They try to get a little bit more in defensive situation. And that was the, the, the update that I need to do in my, in my game, you know, to be able to win. Yeah. And are you, um, are, are you focused on competing anymore? Or is that part so I stopped since my wife got pregnant. Uh, it's been like three years without compete again, yeah. you know, like to support her and uh, the babe, Lila, my daughter came, she's 15 months and I'm, I give my time to her when I have a break in my classes, you know. So as you said at the beginning, I, had, I, I used to teach like seven private, six private a day plus classes. And it's hard to prepare yourself to compete when you have this busy day and burn yourself teaching. Plus, you have your baby and your family to take care. So I decided to take a break from competition because I know if I want to compete, I want to do my 100%. I don't want to go there and do 50, you know. And yeah. even I know probably I'm not going to win, but I want to feel good competing and see what's my level, you know. So right. I, I need to be able to do my 100% of the tournament. Yeah. It's, well, to this day, the hardest workout I've had in my entire life was when you were like, okay, when I told you I wanted to do IBJJF, which didn't happen uh, for, for COVID, right? Uh, you were like, all right, it's time to start doing takedowns. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't fucking breathe, man. I really like that was the and I and I trained right I I pushed myself you pushed you pushed it surprised me how you went up because even like I could see you getting tired you did stop yeah it's oh, I think that's part of it right like you have to have uh, you you know right you have to have that mentality where like no matter what's going on you never keep, give up <laughs> yeah yeah and just keep keep moving. Right. Yeah, and I remember every time after class later on, like I always text you, hey man, how's your body feeling? <laughs> <laughs> you said I'm destroyed. Train wreck. Yeah, it's uh that that was that was intense for sure. And that, that also made me realize, like, okay, if, if I'm want to compete, that uh, what I've always appreciated about your teaching style is like you it, you're all in, right? You're not, you're not training. Um, it, it's highly technical, but you're also like, you're going all in on every training session. And so I think that it, it's that old school mentality, right? Which is, I, I believe it's a, an important part of training in anything, right? Yeah, it's like you, I, you have an old school mentality. Is this about what I, I said before? Is about, I know the feeling. So I need to give this feeling to you because I know whatever we do hard on the academy, on the training is going to be two times more or maybe right. more than that. So as, as you decide to compete, you need to push off your limit. And I know even you do that, on the tournament is going to be harder than that. I right. know. I have been there for many times. And sometimes like when I, I wasn't, 
100% repair. It was a disaster. You, you live on the first mat, you know? And, and unfortunately, you cannot choose your, your, or fortunately, I think, you cannot choose your opponent. You know, sometimes you, the first mat is going to be the toughest guy on the bracket. Yeah. And you need to give your 100% of plus. And if you don't be 100% prepared, it's, it's, you're going to fail. Easy, you know. Yeah. So for this, I try to like whatever. And we understand as a professor who likes to compete, who want to get this experience, who just training to as a sport, who training just to keep the mind clear. Because Jiu-Jitsu offer every I, I, full package for... Yeah you know, for the healthy life and and who decides to compete, man, I'm going to push. I'm going to push. I'm going to push as hard as I can because I don't want you go there and feel like, I don't want to disappoint the professor. I want you do a good job for yourself even if you lose. As I said, the last two tournaments that I compete, I lost. I lost in the final, but for me it was the, the best uh Mats in my life. Yeah. That was the best performance that I did in my life. You know, I knew. I did I didn't disappoint anybody. I did disappoint myself. I did what I like to do. I lost because of the strategy they're using right now. But game wise, fighting, I did my hundred percent. That's matters. You yeah. know. What um What's your view of that strategy as the sport? Because the sport, I have to imagine, since you started jiu-jitsu, the sport has evolved so much. I mean, it's gotten so much bigger. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, it's insane. I, I feel became so much more professional, and the level became so high, and any mistake now matters. I feel like no matter what, who made the who the last mistake you're gonna win is that the point like everybody's so good and so good and this strategy means like be concerned about everything and try to apply what you know but it being super not super tight on the position to not open any gap because any little centimeters gap is gonna cost you tired game. And I think today it became so like equal the 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 level that became a little bit more tactical. They think more. They don't make a lot of uh, mistake. They don't throw themselves so much. And once they got a, any advantage or points, they just decide to to be there and don't don't make any mistake. To the people just chase the points back. That's what I. I think it is happening right now. And personal sometimes like became a little even boring to watch sometimes. I I can watch every fight, but sometimes and the people that don't know Jiu so much say, What? It's too boring fight. But we know how hard it is to make people take one move and this move cost all, all the game, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's I, I noticed that in the UFC. Like you see people or you hear people, you used to hear people booing and stuff when people go to the, when the match goes to the mat. Um, and as I learned more and more jujitsu, you recognize what they're doing and you're like, oh, okay, this is actually getting more interesting the more you understand. Yeah, yeah for sure. And the people that don't know what they, they, they see, they just judge no matter what because they want to see punchings and kicks because to them it's more important. But for us, in technical eyes, we, we appreciate. We say, oh, this guy is really good in jiu-jitsu. Look what he's doing. And it's, this is happening in jiu-jitsu as well. You know, sometimes the people just start jiu-jitsu right now and they see some fight a little bit slow, but it's not about being slow. They are being super tactical. You know, they try to wait the best moment to to try to do whatever they think is right to do because they know the opponent is really tough and one mistake is gonna you're gonna lose. They're gonna lose the map. Yeah. It's um how how has that shaped like your view of the world? Because I feel that 
in my own experience in jujitsu, jujitsu is a physical metaphor for life, right? I mean, the art of it is a, is a metaphor for life. And I'm curious as your philosophy on that. I think jujitsu is exactly like combination. You put your mind in some level that your body and the connection based in mind and body have to be so much like together to everything work well because if your mind is not good your body is not going to work good if your body is, is not 100% doesn't matter if you might try to push you're not going to work and this combination I think like make the sport physical activity mentally like you know uh, 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 process to be calm and I used to say like this is my therapy and work as a therapy if I'm happy I want to go to jiu-jitsu if I'm, ha- I, I'm sad I want to go to jiu-jitsu I'm angry I want to go to jiu-jitsu I'm calm I want to do jiu-jitsu it's like a drug for me because I know over there it's going to put all everything together for me for life you know this is my fire this is when I can go and leave that place with non, no more problems in my life. I, I got the answer always when I train. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Personal, professional, whatever I need to do, I need to roll hard. And I know the answer is going to come right after because I have a really calm mind to think about. Yeah, I mean, that's an incredible... I think for this is my philosophy and I think for this when I was 14 I found my my path you know in jiu-jitsu put me in the right direction in everything you know and I think for this I have a, a life that I have I have a beautiful kids I have my amazing wife I have my, my family with me my friends and I think it's just about jiu-jitsu. My best friends, they are, they, they are all in jiu-jitsu, you know? I met my best friends in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know, so my, my basic, basic, my life was built by jiu-jitsu. And what, was there a point in time in your journey where, um, that you were talking about that mind-body connection? Did it, it was there a time where it clicked when you were training as you were, progressing or you always kind of had that because when I watch you move I used to sit and watch you exhausted after our privates and watch you either teach class or or go on to the next private and the only way I can describe it is when someone is watching you roll it's I, I I put it to other people like you're watching water move in a horizontal vertical and spherical plane oh man thank you <laughs> beautiful it's uh my wife said the same, man. Thank you. I appreciate it too. <laughs> uh, be honest, and I, I try to explain this for, for students, is it's all based in muscle memory feeling, right? Muscle memory because it's a lot of techniques. And when you have a lot of information in your mind, you need to practice over and over and over to become automatic, right? And... The feeling, because basic is a contact sport, so you need to feel your opponent move to move flow against him and use the leverage instead of use the strength. So it is, it's just about putting together this. I don't know, this click in my mind, actually, when I said the muscle memory, because I always train it consistently. For years, I never took a long break from jiu-jitsu. I think just once, I took like three months off because uh, about schedule for work and this and that. I couldn't make jiu-jitsu for three months. That was the longest time. But I always train every day and sometimes twice a day in a row, two classes. And I think these automatic start to like flow your game and you start to understand natural without you think. But this is the basic muscle memory feeling that that you create training every day, right? But when clicks, 
when this came to my mind, and I used to tell people was funny, and I tell usually for my white belt students, because they said, when you're gonna get this feeling, man, that you you good? I said, I'm gonna give just my my point. I was black belt, two stripes, I think. No, one stripe actually it was three years from as a, a black belt. And I went to school and training and I felt my body outside, my soul outside of my body and saw myself rolling. It's weird to say that, but I felt such a good energy training and every movement was so perfect, was so natural, no mistakes. It's just fluid, natural and perfect and, and doing amazing and then i remember when i went to shower i said wow i think i learned jiu-jitsu for the first <laughs> for the first time wow. and i was like probably like 13 years doing jiu-jitsu already three years after i got my black belt i had this feeling at that point i said wow i think my jiu-jitsu is good wow that's, you know, that's for this great. i just tell my students like don't worry about time. Don't worry about belts. Just do it because you love, no matter what. You know, more you train, better you became. That's it. And yeah. I think that's the point that clicked my mind. It's like, oh, my jiu-jitsu is good. Was that time when I was black belt after one strike? That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I get that. I, I've had... Out of, out of body experiences, not in jujitsu, but in other, like running, right? And other, other things like that, where you, it, it, it's like a moment of clarity, you know? It, it is, it is. It, it, it's funny, the, the feeling, I was so happy that I could feel that. And maybe if I, I did feel that, I don't know if I still have the same thought, like, oh, my jujitsu is good, because no matter what, I, I'm not a big name of jiu-jitsu, right? I never went to the world tournament and won anything as like this dimension. But I, I think I'm good jiu-jitsu for myself and then I could feel that, you know, and I, I can bring this to my students and they, they, they believe in my jiu-jitsu. As you said, you see me training and you said, and I say, I believe my jiu-jitsu is good because I felt that. You know, yeah. I felt so that's make me feel happy. Thank God came this time in my mind and I could put it in my place, you know. For sure. It's well, you're you're a well known commodity at one of the best jujitsu academies in the country and the world. So that's whether you know, eighty medals and like, you know, everything you do is is uh I, I think it's incredible. I mean I know like trying to describe to someone if you're a jiu-jitsu practitioner and go to a noon class at Henzo Gracie Academy whenever it reopens, or if you did, it, it's packed. I mean, you, there'd be 40 people in a room that was built yeah. for 20. Yeah. Thank <laughs> right. you so much, my brother. You've I, got, you're, yeah. you're a rock star on that front. <laughs> Thank you. I do my best. <laughs> um, I wanted to switch gears because one of the things that's really interesting to me is your choice to leave Brazil. You had young family there, your son was, was young at the time. Um, and what, what was that experience like for you on a personal level, if you don't mind sharing? When I, I got my kid, when I had- No, when, when you chose to um, come to New York oh, like, full time. Was, uh, uh, well, man, I, I was such a, uh, I still super close. My son lives here with me. Right now, he's going to college. I was really close with him, no matter what. Every day, I was with him. I remember uh, some parties. I always, like, my friends invited me for parties and said, like, can I bring my son? Because if I cannot bring my son, I, I, I don't going to go. You know, this decision to go to another country so far from him and leaving him was, like, was the, actually the only part that was hurting me a lot and I tried to do the best thing that I could to keep him 
well, even I'm not so present. Like in terms of financially, I keep everything paid for him for one year. I paid all in front for him. I, I literally told his mom, like, listen, I don't know what's going to happen with me, but I cannot let my son down. And I just like did everything that I I should do it. I pay in front one year, child care. And I came. So in terms of like money wise, I I didn't need to worry about him. And then it was just about missing him to be with me. And we tried to do as like, thank God, the technology today give this opportunity to be face to face online and talk to him and FaceTime. That time was actually Skype. I used Skype a lot the first time until like FaceTime came and started to talk a little bit clear. And we talk and I went to visit him once and he came to visit. So we planned that twice a year we could see each other. And then on the second year, I talked to him and said, and I offered this opportunity, like, why you don't talk to your mom and come to live with me? I think it would be a great opportunity for you for life. I think like to learn second language, uh, graduate in the United States, you know, like such a, a jump for us that came from Brazil, you know, and he, he was super excited. The first thing that he did when she arrived in Brazil, mom, I want to live with my father. Say, no, don't do that. She want to kill me. But anyway, so everything worked out. But what was tough? What's tough was was the I think it was the hardest decision that I had in my life. Yeah. And how, how old was he when you left? He was twelve. And then he joined you um fourteen yeah. years old. Okay. Two years yeah. later. Yeah. We playing everything and like his mom called me and said he's talking about this, how gonna be what are you going to give to him? What, what guarantee that he's going to be fine? I said, I cannot give guarantee. I just tell, if not work out here, he can, can go back whenever he wants. Yeah. You know, it's the best thing that he has options. He can be here. He can be there as long we, we're looking for him. And I remember when he moved, it was the first two months was amazing. And then after that, I can tell he was start to be a little bit sad, missing friends, missing this, until the point that he, I could see he's a little bit depressed to be here without anybody. And unfortunately, I need to work and I need to live in home. And sometimes I bring him with me. But at this time, I always show him, oh, this is the subway that you take to go to this place. That's the thing. And I put him to school here a public school and I show him the way and as soon as he started school the things start to change he start to have friends he start to communicate with everybody my wife Megan gave all the support I think like they are super good friends you know I'm so happy for that they talk more than than he talked to me to be honest they have a secret they, they you know open with me you know they uh, they have this such a good connection and I'm lucky on this too. I married uh, such a good woman that support my kid. Yeah. You know, and, but it was tough. It was really tough. And I was, I'm so grateful to, to bring him. And now he's going to college. He's really good. He's super excited. It is amazing. Yeah, I changed his life too. You know, we talked this, uh, we talked about this yesterday, last night on the dinner table. It just like how amazing it changed his life for good. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's an incredible journey, for yeah, sure. It's really be a lot of uh, fathers raising the kids independently. So I think it's a, it's a testament to your character. Yeah, man, thank you. And I always push him to talk to his mom, never, like, he don't talk to his mom, no matter what. Always I push him, like, I didn't talk to a mom, update her and everything, you know. And actually, his mom is a little bit happy that he's going to leave me now to go to college. She <laughs> said, if you cannot live with me, it's better not live with your father either. <laughs> it's like a joke, but, you know, we, 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 we did a, such a good education for my son, and I'm so happy to give this opportunity. 
I'm so yeah. glad. And this one, the, when a good thing happened on this pandemic, my, I could push my son and he's going to college. So the people have been complaining so much about COVID. I got it, but I'm grateful still have a good yeah. stuff on this year for my life. For sure. Yeah. It's, uh, well, you could tell, even in the very few times that I've met him, you could tell, like, the the bond that you guys have is incredible. Ah, yeah. We yeah, are really, really good friends. But yeah. he became more friend with my wife than me now. That makes me a little bit <laughs> sad. <laughs> but, uh, we are super close. I love this kid. He is really yeah. good kid. Thank God. Yeah. So he's going off to college, starting his college career in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Yes. For Did now, he's going go, he to go to college. That's a good thing. It's a great thing. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah. It's, I saw you guys, uh, I saw on Instagram the other day, you guys did like a paintball thing. Oh my goodness, man. I, I love that that's, <laughs> that's what you did to like set him off. Yeah. Basically, like I was thinking about playing something to do, me, him only, take the spend this Saturday before I go to college as a father and son. And I woke up and, and one day before I say, man, let's do something together. And he said, what are you going to do? I said, don't worry. But I planned everything before. And we woke up. I said, we're going to play paintball. He said, really? Where? He played before, so make me a little bit more calm on that. Because I played outside. I know how hard it is. Uh, and I drove him to New Jersey two hours away. We found this farm that became a, a field of paintball. They have a sixth field over there. And when you got there was uh, the group of people just was leaving. So we play basic one-on-one, me against him on this big field. And this kid shot me. He won two battles right at the beginning. I say, oh, man, damn, I'm going to get beat up for my son. It's not possible. And after that, I warm up and start to destroy him. And I remember the last round that I did, I just got so close to him. He did see me. I shot him like five times on the legs on the same spot. <laughs> and he's like, ay, 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 ay. He's screaming. I said, I'm done. I'm done for good. I can barely walk right now. I said, okay. And then we stopped. It was so much fun. So much fun. We laughed so much. And then we got some food on the way. Went and stopped in Atlantic City to see the beach. It was such amazing. It was good. The time I spent with him. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm surprised that many places were open in New Jersey. Right? I mean, it must have been a challenge to find stuff that was open. The, well, I, I, I have, when I decide to do something with him, I start to search and I want to get out of the city. I don't want to be in the city. You know, I want to, I live in Brooklyn and it's just like, you know, the feeling that every weekend now you want to get out. You want to just fresh your mind a little bit because of the pandemic situation. You know, I just don't want to be being stuck in the same place with this weird energy. And I found this place in New Jersey. And it's funny because it was open. Uh, on the way, we saw a lot of diners and restaurants open outside. It's not inside, but outside. There's a lot of people. That's making me feel happy. You know, seeing the city is like moving forward, and what was great was great, and and I love the place though. I I want to come back. I'm trying to find some friends to shoot each other. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought so many paintballs, man, that I I had to bring home. You know, now I need to use. It's a good it's a good excuse to go back. Ah no, I bought a box, two thousand paintballs. I used maybe even one third. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it's good. If you want to come back, we got to have fun, man. Dude, I'm down for that. I don't think I've ever been paint. I'm trying to remember if I've ever done that. Listen, man. Hearts. I'm down. Just let you know. Hurts. Yeah. Hurts. I, saw the welts. I saw the welts on, your, on Luca's legs. I was like, oh, shit. No, you got beat up. And, uh, it, and I remember when I was leaving, I'd, I played twice in my life before. And it was the same feeling. The pain was the same. Nothing changed. And he played before. He had the experience also. And I said, bring hoodie, sweatpants, don't, because it's going to help. And 
you need to do it because otherwise you're gonna really get beat up for sure yeah that, that's a man uh, i'm glad you guys were able to do that and like send them off yeah no it's, it's fine and now i have one week with him he gotta move for good on september 3rd next next week for now he has some work online mm -hmm. in the summertime work that he got it and he, i think he works until the 28th so he needs to be here working so and the next week we move we move so is, is he moving into dorms or did he have to yeah he moved to the dorms okay yeah single dorms i think the the only dorms is double is his dorm but he has a good friend for coincidence is going to the same school and they, they required this to be together so they are set so they're gonna share this room but it's a it's a double but has a wall between that they have this okay. privacy man co college during covid must be wild oh uh, yeah man I, I i well it's hard to describe i don't know what's gonna happen he told me he's talking with people already they're already there and they said actually they feel comfortable you know the college tried to do everything that was on the requirement like test the covid you know try to keep the social distance only thing they try to always tell the the kids is like to avoid parties yeah don't party too much guys otherwise you're gonna shoot down you know we help you you guys help us and then let's be happy let's be here that's yeah. what's happened you know? are they is the school doing classes in person or are they gonna yeah Wow. Yeah, in person. I think you can choose, right? I think it's the same for kids. You can choose if you want to go to the campus or not. And he decided to go. And I, I mean, I think he needs to have this experience. For sure. You know, live for the first time by himself and, you know, grow as a man and do whatever he needs to do by himself. Get this responsibility to, to deal with things. Yeah, no, I, it's, I mean, I'm hearing so many different things from different people that I talk to about like what each state is doing, what the high school is doing, what the college is doing. And it's, uh, I feel like it's all over the place. So I'm, I'm glad to hear. That. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to tell who is right, who is wrong. But for me, I'm not freaking out about this virus, you know, uh, I don't know. I, it, it well, we're not going to open for that. But I just not freaking out. I know whatever he got the virus, he's gonna survive and he's not gonna, you know, he's gonna be fine. I I I think you know he's not the, the risk group, so I think he should go. Right. And it's good for us too, you know, like, you know, set my daughter in the room and have a little space, have a little bit of privacy, a little bit, you know, I think he deserves also enjoy whatever he needs to to live on his life so that's it and i know it's not gonna be full semester there at least for the the fall it's gonna be just uh three months on the on the college and then he come back home for two and a half months again until see what's gonna happen okay yeah hopefully. Oh, nice transition yeah hopefully next semester he go back and do the same thing you know yeah that's uh, so in terms of COVID, so you guys, your academy is closed, right? RGA, Gregor uh, Grace. Hands of Grace Academy is closed. Hands of Grace uh, Brooklyn Academy is closed. My academy, Gregor Grace Academy is closed. Uh, we don't have any day specific to reopen, to be honest, as uh, the governor said, allowed the gyms open, but has so many restrictions to be able to open. I don't think apply for Jiu-Jitsu academies because of uh, you need to use masks, you need to keep social distance, have this new ventilation that the they asking for. They cost like fortune, like it's different AC system that I think they they drag this this air and renew it the it's something like that mm. as inspection before you reopen and every two weeks they have inspection 
And I don't think apply for jiu-jitsu, though. I don't think. First of all, I don't gonna change my AC system because it's really expensive. Second, I don't want to do social distance in my place. As I said, it's a contact sport. That's the, the way that has to be. And mask, how you train with mask. You know, yeah, it's just like, unless, unless you do solo drills that the, the, the screws are doing right now, so you can do it. But it's not real jiu-jitsu, in my point. So, you know, I have a lot, as I said before the interview, I just have a lot of friends doing that. Solo drills, masks, and do that in respect. But we don't, we decide to you know, do it to be able to reopen 100%. Yeah, I mean, I respect but that. This is my school, Gregor Gracie, Hanzo, they are talking about to reopen soon in September, but nobody call me or text and say anything for, for good. So until then, I'm, I'm waiting. There's a lot of change to do it. And they, they are really big schools, even in Brooklyn, in Manhattan. It's a, it's a big change. It's going to take a while to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm wondering, do you think that some people are just going to like drop jujitsu as part of this? Or what, what's your view on that? Well, I used to say the lovers, they're going to find a way to train. The people ask me that, what's happening? What, what is the black belts? The people that like jiu-jitsu, I said, dude, believe it or not, these people are training. They are not stop 100%. They are going to friends' house, basements, garage, rooftops, uh, living room. They're doing whatever. They are training. They are training. But the people that just start and did feel that the what is jiu-jitsu is about maybe they drop but the, the people like us we find a way yeah yeah the interesting thing is um i've, I've been teaching maxine right and he we've been doing two to three times a week and i kind of just let him decide each day right so that he's really feeling it and dupes taking a step back especially as a white belt to teach a kid, I feel like I've absorbed a lot of the things that um, I hadn't necessarily processed from when we were training so hard, right? Because you really take a step back to the fundamentals, right? And I, I signed up for Gracie University online because it's cost-effective and we can, I got the mats for the garage. And I've found that, that I may not be getting the same physical stuff, right? Because my son's not even eight yet. Although he's getting, he's getting big, dude. He's put on Yeah, team. he's tall. I, wanna, I would guess like nine, ten years old. That's crazy. Yeah, he's big. He, he put on nine or ten pounds since March. That's and awesome, man. I was telling my wife that when he gets close to my size, he's, he's going to be a problem. I got to keep a step ahead of this kid. Otherwise, he's going to be beating me up by the time he's like 12. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully they can live a while. They need to respect you for a long time. <laughs> no, but it's, it's been, um, that, that's been my training, right? It's like taking a step back and helping him learn, which I'm learning from it too, right? It, it's been incredible. Of course, yeah. Of course, He's I such an amazing kid, man. Uh, yeah. I had this great opportunity to meet your family. You have a such beautiful family, super lovely. This is amazing. Thanks, man. Well, we, we feel the same way. Pro, Professor Fabio is like <laughs> in my house. Tell him, okay. Professor Fabio, going to help you out. Going to send some videos that we made for, for the COVID time that we are closed. So I have a bunch of videos that record before to send for my students and post on the social media. I'm going gonna, gonna to download some and send to you. So oh, beautiful, man. That'd be good for you to practice also. And Olivia yeah. might, might join also. Oh, yeah. No, she's like, man, I can't tell you how proud she was to get that gi. In the uh, that's awesome. Big she's like, yeah. So you guys are, you're doing some, you're digitizing some stuff. No, we, we did. We did the beginning. So when you close, you decide to do a bunch of videos. Like we, we stay on the academy for like hours and hours. And then we put a lot of videos we record a lot of positions, really basic positions, nothing fancy, really fundamentals ones. Uh, 
for 30 days, actually, posting one position every day for 30 mm -hmm. days in a row. And then we had a break. And then we decided to record 30 more positions and then went back to more basic positions like simple takedowns and uh, self-defense. Also, that was really good. Gregor, this classes, they push, I think, uh, two weeks. Or I, I don't remember. But I think one week only self-defense was amazing. People texted us and said, can you do more self-defense? And it was really good. I'm going to send to you. Cool. Yeah. Is that like a natural evolution of how you guys are going to operate going forward? Is like a mix of digital and the in-person experience? No, actually, we actually, uh, we stopped to do the videos right now. Uh, we want to reopen and be person only, you know, it's, it's just like, I don't know. It's hard to describe the feeling. We, we, we don't stop the, the possibility to record more videos, but it's just like, it's not natural. You know, it's amazing for my students. I want to keep connect with them and I want to be connected with the academy for this we're still doing. But we, we need to reopen, man. Yeah. It's taking too long, you know. But let's see. Maybe we record more positions. But once we open, it's going to be 100% personal classes and hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, you were describing your style and your philosophy and it i think there is an element that of just that raw tough brazilian old school that you can communicate i hope you do record more videos you got you know i i know there's plenty of people out there that, that will you know buy buy those things but um i i think you should do it i think you guys should do it you guys have that rugged Brazilian style and uh Vic, man, I'm gonna bring it up to there. Let's see. We just need to like I know Gregor is really busy right now. He has the super fight in Brazil on this tournament in September. So he's trained like crazy. He's teaching private a lot too. So he's really busy. Rafael had his daughter here in New York, she living in Miami. He's been with her maybe like for twenty days right now. He's like between classes, private classes and his daughter. So as soon as everything's come down a little bit, we can we can record some. Or maybe they bring a such a great news and say, hey, let's reopen. Let's do it. And then like we just be physically and see everybody shake hands and hug each other. <laughs> I miss that holy. Oh man, how I miss that. And I got a message every day. Professor, please, let's train jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I cannot be home more. I'm gaining weight. I need to get out of here. And then people like that make uh, working remotely now in home. He said, man, my office, I just make this office right close to my bed. I see my bed and, all, you know, I, I'm trying crazy here. I said, yeah, man, let's do it. You know? Sure. Yeah, we need to take these people out of home, man. Definitely. I mean, it... It, it just... It's just like being home, it just go against what they said is better to beat this virus, you know? Like, we need to be healthy, we need to exercise, we need to eat clean, we need to get a vitamin, vitamin D. At the same time, they say, let's quarantine. I know. As, uh, what? What? <laughs> it's just like, you know, just, I got it. I'm not going to discuss on that. Everybody has a different opinion and, and whatever I say now can have a really different interpretation. So For sure. Well, I don't think anybody knows, right? Yeah, yeah. So everybody, I think, going to do whatever they think is the best. So I'm doing my best. I'm going outside. I'm not quarantined. I try to get sun until like we still have sun in New York because soon the winter is going to crash here. Oh, man. <laughs> Good for you, right? See, see your friend here like complain all the time about this cold weather. But yeah, I'm doing whatever. My daughter going back to school. I sign up in the, the school, Brazilian school nearby my home. It's a full time. It's 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a one year to two years old kids. It's 10 kids in the class. And, you know, 
I just signed her up. She's going to go, man. Yeah. She needs friends. She needs to like interact with the other kids. Otherwise, she doesn't know what is, what is she a thing, you know? Like, she needs to learn. For she, sure. She needs to play. So, I suddenly have my kid go, the other big guy go to the college, you know, and do whatever they need to do. I'm doing what I believe that is the best way to beat this virus. Yeah. Well, you, uh, I mean, I think having a positive, like, outlook on it, too, is part of it, right? I mean, you, you take care of yourself. I wanted to ask you, we can wrap up, but I wanted to ask you one more question. Um, what are you doing right now, physically, to, to train and, and stay sharp? So, I basically still uh, teaching private class, uh, basically, like, three privates every day. So, make me really keep it going. I have a really good training partners and students. I have one black belt that he teaches in Hanzo uh, every Friday gym. So he's coming to my school twice a week. And then you do a kind of comp class, just me and him. We do four rounds gi, four rounds no gi, eight minutes round, pushing hard to keep him on the pace and, uh, and workouts, workouts at home. Oh man, I miss gyms. Yeah, I, I need to go back to lift weight. I'm doing like jumping jacks, doing uh, condition training home. You know, I have uh, some uh, machine that a friend of mine, she's a, a Pilates teacher. She gave me this machine that you can do a lot of exercise, like biceps, triceps. It's it's really amazing, actually. That's what makes me happy as a feeling carrying weights. But that's it. Three times a week, and Six times a week doing jiu-jitsu, private, and twice comp class with gym. Good black belt, same weight. We push each other. We we go to the the limit, off limit actually. We got exhausted. <laughs> this day I need to go online and buy a, a BCA man because my body was getting destroyed after him. I said, Jim, I'm gonna buy some supplements, man. I need to <laughs> I need to get some power in my body to be too. For sure. Dude, I remember yeah. Friday morning classes. Like he's, he's the only one that goes beyond an hour for the, the open classes. Yeah, and me and him is like this. Same weight, and he's fast. He's a judo guy also. He keeps standing, trying to throw me, and then I put him in this challenge to be standing with him. That's really tough. And after that, it's just body soreness like everywhere, you know. Body will ache. One point, I even went to the CDMD here to do the COVID test because I so much body, body ache, <laughs> and I found out it's just Jim. Jim is kidding me. They just they just told you to man up. No, and then the result came. I'm negative. I said just can be Jim. You know? Shit. <laughs> I swear, God, I, I I was driving this day, and then I saw the CDMD. I don't know who knows CDMD. I don't know if it's a national thing, but just New York is uh, this lab. And then I just stopped and said, let's do COVID test again. And then I did because I was feeling really fatigued in my body and was just coming back to training hard again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I feel like your mind kind of goes to that place. Like I've had, I had a cold like a couple of weeks into getting out here in Hawaii and I was like, oh shit, I've got COVID. I know I, I didn't go get tested because we don't. We don't have doctors or anything like that, but yeah, it's just because you know, because when we stopped, we shut down. It, it took like five months, four months without training, right? Hard. I was teaching privates, but nothing really black belt against black belt is really high level also. And he called me and said, "Hey, man, you training someplace?" I said, "No, I missed to train." And I sat with him these times, and we trained hard. So really hard as we trained before. And I just feel like, wow. So I just, you know, I forget this feeling, man. And I just miss it. Yeah. You know, and Jim is beating me. It's, and every uh, time that I, I want to see him, I, I try to take some vitamins and something like that because I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you send him this part of the episode. He's gonna uh, uh, he knows, he knows. He, he knows that. I always say, man, you know, I'm so sore for the last time. I'm going to make you pay today. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But it was good. So that's what I, I have been doing. That's so good. some 
three times workout at home and jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu for life for life man yeah. <laughs> well, i'm looking forward to getting back to new york at some point and uh you know getting the getting the privilege of getting smashed by you a few more times well, of course man and i'm really excited to one day be able to go to hawaii and visit you and roll a little bit and enjoy it for sure man well i pre- dude i really appreciate your time and and the uh, the conversation. I always love chatting with you. Uh, I, I miss you a lot. Oh, I miss you, man. It's my pleasure. I was really such a surprise. I said, oh my God, you want to talk to me in the podcast? Really? You want to listen to my voice? <laughs> I don't think it's fun. Yeah. Let's do it. I think a lot of people can learn a lot from you. Oh, man, thank you. I appreciate, appreciate the invitation. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, well, let's give everybody where they can find you, whether it's website, social media, whatever your preference is. So the social media is uh, Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. That's my uh, Facebook and Instagram. The gregorgrace.com is my website also. They can go there and find everything. Uh, The schedule for classes, how it's running classes, shopping online, everything. Besides that, we close shop online now because even the delivery is really hard. Yeah. I need to do personal as oh, I need to do. <laughs> that was a beautiful package. Yeah. So that's the, the social media. So I'm, uh, yeah, you're going to find uh, every information on the, on the Gregor Grace Jiu Jitsu. Cool. I would recommend to any Jiu Jitsu listener or anybody that's interested, check these guys out. They're, uh, they're some savages and they're also beautiful people. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Likewise. Okay, I'm going to hit stop, but just please don't close your browser. Okay, sounds good, man. Thank you. Thank you. That's it, folks. That's a wrap. Professor Fabio Coelho, straight out of New York by way of Brazil. The man is a legend. I'm telling you, if you have a chance to train with this man and you're in New York City, whether you've done jiu-jitsu or not, go check him out when things open, of course. You can always reach out to him on the social channels for a private lesson. Uh, he, he's really just an amazing person. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I got to know him a lot better and his background and his journey through jujitsu and life. And he's, uh, I'm telling you, he's one tough dude. Peace.